Meet Mr. Frisco, a realtor selling residential real estate in Frisco and far north Dallas. As a former professional athlete, track and field, and strength and conditioning coach, Mr. Frisco immigrated to the USA 20 years ago with $50 in his pocket, a suitcase, and zero English to pursue the American dream and build a successful real estate business. Hardworking, persistent, customer service, and detail-oriented, Mr. Frisco strives to secure a smooth closing on his client's biggest investment, their home. He puts his experience and knowledge to serve his clients the best way possible. Building his business by referral allows him to maintain relationships with his clients and serve them even after the transaction is closed. This is Frisco Realty News with Mr. Frisco. Hello, I'm Mr. Frisco. Welcome to the fifth episode of my real estate show. Let's take a brief look on what's going on the housing market in Frisco. Median Frisco existing home price for the past 12 months has increased 38.9%, reaching $762,000. The median price for April increased 12.3% compared with March. The inventory on the market is 11.7%, lower compared with the same time of the last year with 173 homes for sale on the market. The inventory on the market increased 27% in April compared with March. Median existing home sales for the past 12 months is down 8.3%, reaching 231 sold homes, and the home sales for April increased 24.1% compared with March. The median days on the market for the past 12 months is up, uh, reaching 5 days, and the month's supply on the market is 0.7 months, which is a very strong seller's market. Now, it's time for my guest. I, I would like to introduce you Sammy Bickham, a home inspector and owner of Bickham Consulting. Hey, Sammy, thanks for coming. Hey, Victor, thanks for inviting me. All right, so you're a home inspector, and um, I have been working with you for a very long time. Yes. I believe, probably, I have been in business for 14 years, so probably the last 10 years we have been working even more. That's a, it's a great partnership, and I've always been happy to have you as an inspector. Uh, so, uh, what actually um, made you decide to go into the home inspection business? The real estate uh, industry is huge, and you uh, picked exactly uh, the inspection, and tell us more about your background. Well, uh, I'm attracted to things that begin. So I entered the inspection business when it was in its infancy and before it actually became a licensed profession. I was actually remodeling historic homes. And during the course of that, a childhood friend of mine uh, saw an article about me in a local newspaper on a Sunday edition. I was sitting in one of my homes uh, being interviewed and said, uh, and his father happened to be one of the first three home inspectors before it was a licensed trade. And he said, uh, why don't we go and talk to him about coming into business with us? So I'd taken houses apart, put in houses back together again. And they said, this would be a natural fit for you. Would you consider coming and partnering in our business? So I thought about it and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And uh, that was 24,000 inspections ago. Uh, and uh, that was also 39 years ago. Wow. 
And um, so from a point of view, I entered the industry before it became official. And then as it became an industry, I was here as it evolved. Wow. 39 years. Yes, sir. 25,000 uh, inspections. Yeah, between 24 and 25,000. I'll have to work on the, That's to great. go back and count the number, but That's yes. Uh, you know that market now is, is very, it was, it's still very strong service market. And, um, and people are, you know, I, I have buyers that uh, sometimes they would like to skip an inspection. And I know, not my buyers, I never advise them to skip an inspection. Um, but uh, what would you say to these people? Because you have seen 25,000 houses. Yes. Inspected. Actually, you have seen more, but you inspected 25,000. Uh, what would you say to these kind of buyers? Well, certainly realize this. If you're in that scenario where you're paying above what we would call the average price, I think it's important to realize that uh, uh, homes... Uh, decay over time, homes have problems over the time, hey, homes age over time. And I, I would have a very difficult time because of all the things I've seen in homes buying a home without an inspection. And if I did that because it's the only way I could get the contract, I would certainly inspect it afterwards to figure out how do I need to budget for the things that are here. Uh, because there are some items that uh, you need to budget for that can uh, increase over time. If you didn't know what they were, the problem would get worse and become more expensive. Many of them not so, but uh, some of them could be, like foundation problems, for example, can become more pronounced over time, become more expensive. And if you could at least uh, develop a baseline of where are we today and make that repair, you could stop the progression, if you were, of the repair then uh, maybe perhaps another thing, uh, safety items that people would not be aware of. So, and you know, you want to be aware of that, like garage doors that don't reverse or potential shock hazards or uh, potential gas line connections that uh, can become hazardous if lightning strikes the house, things you wouldn't know about, but are helpful with uh, uh, having an inspection process. All right, uh, well, uh, you mentioned the, um foundations yes so dfw is very famous with that issue yes uh tell the audience more about the foundations i know that you have a pretty much extensive background in foundation and um a lot of uh, buyers that are coming out of state they're not familiar with uh, that issue here um why uh, our homes has some uh, inspect uh, you know has a foundation issues and tell us more about the foundation in DFW. Thank you, Victor. Well, and I appreciate you providing the Bulgarian translation for uh, the seven witnesses. I have a set of videos uh, online uh, talking about foundations and how to evaluate them. And you were kind enough to lend your expertise. Uh, so I appreciate that as well. Well, foundations, we have clay soil here, unlike any place else on earth. So we can have too much water or not enough, which violently can impact foundations here. Uh, they know how to design them now uh, as long as the drainage is correct. If the drainage is not correct, you can end up with foundation problems. Uh, associated with that as well is houses that are now aging out to 50 to 70 years of age. 
that have cast iron sewer lines where the sewer lines can begin to leak underneath the slab and create problems for the foundation because water begins to drain underneath the slab. So basically what you have is too much water or not enough creates a problem for a foundation where a foundation or the weight of a house basically is 30 to 50 pounds per square foot, but the ground will lift 300,000 pounds per square foot. So it's important to make the ground your ally and not your enemy. If you can keep the ground around your home consistently damp, the two feet that surround the outside perimeter back into the two feet from the edge of the wall, the ground will lift or support 300,000 pounds per square foot there, whereas a uh, house doesn't weigh near that. So that's the beginning point. And then it's important for homeowner, home buyers to educate themselves. My videos are online, for example, at Bickham Consulting that give a very simple uh, analysis. It would take about 12 minutes to see all the videos. It's very condensed to help a person see the things they should be looking for, maybe in the home they already live in, but homes that they would be looking at buying. Yeah, great. Um, just a very quick, just mentioned these seven witnesses, uh, very quick and not for 12 minutes. Everybody that would like to see it, they can go to your video, but what are the major signs? Uh, and it's not only for home buyers, it's the homeowners, um, because uh, a lot of them are concerned. And sometimes um, each crack and uh, everything that uh, has in the house, they can just people just freak out and they, oh my God, I have foundation issues. So, uh, what would people um, should look at uh, as a sign of foundation issue? That is a great question, <laughs> and I appreciate that question because also I know you, and I know the depth that you address issues with uh, uh, your clients. I've met you before. So it is important to recognize signs of foundation movement, but just because you have a drywall crack or brick cracks like you were alluding to, doesn't mean you have a foundation problem per se. The importance of the seven witnesses, uh, the way I'm evaluating foundations is you look at factor number one, factor number two, factor number three, factor number four, or freeze boards where a brick ends and the eave begins, Victor, you have a freeze board. And if that separates, that's an indication that the corner has settled. Uh, also on the outside of a house, you can look for brick cracks. They generally step crack. You can also look from one corner to the other when the brick mason laid the wall, that line was parallel the day he laid it, unless it was a Monday or a Friday and it might've been a little shaky. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but uh, um, generally they're straight and if they dip it near the corners, what you have is indication of settlement. And then you also look where bricks and windows align with one another. Then you take those four factors on the outside and come inside to look at the floor level adjacent those areas, drywall adjacent those exterior areas, and door alignment adjacent those exterior areas. Because every week and every month and every year that I've been in business for all these years, it's uh, inevitable that you will see a door that sticks or some drywall cracks or some brick that crack, but it just means you live in DFW. It doesn't mean necessarily that you've got foundation problems. Yeah. There's a thank you for asking that yeah. question. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that's important because a lot of people, I got, you know, clients uh, and um, uh, buyers and uh, past clients that are calling me time to time. And, oh, my God, I, I, I have foundation issues. So, uh, you know, not everything that is a crack is a foundation. 
we know that probably most of the houses in uh, in DFW area has some cracks. There is no. Yes. Uh, yeah, Welcome to real there. life. You know, I'm, yeah. I started getting some wrinkles here lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> when you inspect the house and, you know, I have a lot of your inspection reports and uh, uh, usually inspectors, they, they find many things there. You know, I mean, even with a new house, homes, you know. Uh, What's the most important things you would advise buyers to focus uh, when they buy a house That's in, a, in the inspection report? Yes. Well, I think first, um, hopefully they're working with the inspector and inspection report that they can read. And if there's anything that's not clear to them, circle back with the inspector and ask the inspector to say it in common language. So sometimes inspectors get too overly technical and you want to make sure that you understand what did you just say to me. So I would think, first thing, make sure that the buyer uh, and make sure the buyer and the realtor understand exactly what the inspector has just said. Because sometimes uh, you hear 50 things and you don't know if 50 of them are all big things or they're all little things. So with that being said, you want to put the information that you got from the inspection into context. Where are my potentially big losses? Like today, earlier today, I found uh, water underneath a hardwood floor, and uh, the seller thought that it was from a leak five years ago, but I put a moisture meter into the floor, and the floor was wet. So actually, there's a leak going on now that the seller actually didn't know about. So that would be putting uh, information into context, because that information was in a seller's disclosure statement, but it was thought to be old and not current. So, and then once you find items in the inspection report, you want to quantify them because all the items that show up as deficient or defective are not necessarily expensive. So you want to look at how much, how much money am I about to have to expend on the repairs that are noted here. And then there are some items that are not expensive, but they cost you your life. So they're important to repair, like a GFI that's malfunctioning or an electrical short that didn't take much to fix or a garage door that wasn't reversing with manual resistance don't cost a lot of money to repair but the effect of what they have if they don't if they uh, do not work correctly is harm to people so i think uh, to capsule it i would say look at the cost of to repair of the items that are listed make sure that you understand what the inspector just said to you and if there are safety items that could harm life or harm you Make sure that you address those, even if they're not expensive. Okay, yeah, because so they can look on the on the uh, inspection report not only as a tool to negotiate repairs and uh, some money, but uh, as um, information about their house and uh, how to maintain it. And oh yes, this, yes. this is a big uh, value of the inspection report as well. Yet it actually creates a list because many times there are things that are not worthy of repair or negotiation or negotiation, but it's uh, the beginning of your handyman list or the list you're going to take over when you own the home. Yeah. So it's a, that's an uh, outstanding uh, way to start that list and uh, begin uh, maintaining and caring for the home and uh, also finding good contractors to work with. New construction. 
Yes. What if people say, oh, we don't need third-party inspection new construction? What would you say? Uh, well, a new construction makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Here's why. It's really never been road tested. No one's ever lived in it. No one's lived in it for 24-7, 365. No one's flushed the commodes every day. No one's run the lights every day. It hasn't rained on the house for years. It hasn't had crazy storms. It hasn't had drought. There's been no testing of it, if you will. And even in an inspection, Victor, it's not possible to find everything on a brand new house because I can't simulate living in a house, for example. But I run a lot of water. I turn on everything that you can possibly turn on. And in new homes, Victor, I have found sewers that were not connected to the sewer tap, uh, uh, multi-million dollar homes where there was no hot water to the bathtub, uh, multi-million dollar homes where there was no electricity to the living room, uh, very expensive home where the two-story home, the living room had no airflow to it, and there was a room above it. They were going to have to tear the ceiling out to make the ducts work. So just because it's new doesn't mean that they got all the details right, and it's a small amount of money really compared to the comfort that you can have knowing that and hoping that your builder's still in business whenever you find something if it was uh, bad. So exactly that's the point that, yeah, we have a warranty or something, yes, but um, if the builder is not in business or... Uh, you don't catch it on time before, and when you already leave there, that's a headache. Um, and honestly, uh, what you said is about the sewer that it wasn't attached to the uh, to the top. Uh, that's why I always recommend uh, uh, hydrostatic sewer test uh, to my buyers because uh, you will never know that. No, and it's not possible. That's a until your foundation collapses. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. Those, those are things buried or hidden. How could you see them? You can't. And also realize that, too, for uh, people listening. You know, for four or $500 of an inspection, that's not exhaustive. You're doing the very best you can to look at uh, inspections were designed to be a mile wide and three inches deep to catch big things, not to be totally exhaustive. If we were going to do an exhaustive inspection of most regular house, it'd be $2,500 to $3,000 and literally bring specialists in to take things apart. But uh, that's not what's done, and you don't want to necessarily spend that, too, when you've got a down payment and other things. So what's worked for all these years since inspectors were first licensed in 86 is to do the inspection process. And, you know, if you're buying in Texas, we uh, were the first state to license, the first state to have a standards of practice. Like lit literally, we have pioneered many of the best practices in the industry since its inception. So this is a good place to buy, in my opinion. That's a, that's good to know. That's good to know. Yes. I didn't know it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you have visited twenty five thousand homes, and uh, I, as a realtor, I have seen many things. Uh, you know, when I show a house, but. Uh, you just uh, uh, look at everywhere in the house. What was the weirdest thing you ever saw in a house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this is some good ones. F funniest and weirdest. <laughs> I, I was in a house in an attic one time, and I was needing to, I was looking for a leak in the uh, roof, 
and I had to kind of step by the air conditioner. And as I did, I came across a snakeskin that had molted, and the snakeskin was longer than me. I'm six foot four. The snakeskin was longer than me, and I'm wondering, where is this uh, snake? <laughs> That's, that was a strange one. I was in another home uh, right on the outskirts of uh, McKinney, and I go into the home, and it's vacant, except that it's totally occupied. Every room is occupied by black widow spiders. And literally, there are black widow spiders in every corner of every room in the home. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. And the doors had enough cracks in them so that bugs and insects were getting into the home and coming in, and the spiders were having a feast. That um, was that was kind of different. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, molt. Uh, a lot of people are just freaking out about molt. Um, what would you say about this? Well, uh, from an inspector point of view, that's outside of the scope of inspectors. Uh, you need an environmental engineer if you wanted to process that. Uh, of course, anyone can look to see are there stains and are there wet stains and are they dark wet stains, but you can't tell if mold is the bad type by just looking at it. You have to have it sampled. And then also, I unfortunately was in a home where there was bad mold in the air conditioning system that I didn't know about, nor did the sellers because the home had been foreclosed on. So uh, if you're doing mold sampling, you get an environmental engineer to He'll take samples if he or she can find a place to actually sample physically, but as important or more important is to sample the air uh, in the home to see uh, is there bad uh, mold in the air that you're breathing because this home had no, uh, that I'm thinking of, had no visible mold that you could sample, and yet uh, we found out later that the air was badly contaminated. Wow. Yes. So your inspection not always can catch the mold. Right, and we don't. Like, I'm not licensed yeah, to do it, but, but you're, mean, look, you're looking for... Inspectors definitely are looking for water penetration. Like, uh, today I found water uh, in, the, in the kitchen floor, uh, but no stains anyplace. Just the floor was rippling, so I knew that there was a chance there was water underneath it. So if there is a concern or if you had a family member who is hypersensitive or allergic... That's good precaution to take to uh, hire someone to come sample the air. That's sample money air. well spent. Yeah. Uh, all That's the money good, for very the health good, are well spent. Very good question. Yep. And there are also air conditioning um, pieces, uh, accessories that can be added with ultraviolet light uh, and or hydrogen peroxide that spritzed into the supply air of air conditioning systems that kills uh, bacteria and viruses. Just uh, it, those, there are all kinds of things possible. And also the brand new homes have fresh air intake. So literally the air changes over on a regular basis and it's built into many of the new homes now as well. So Sammy, uh, our relationship uh, is not only uh, business. I mean, yes. we do a lot of business, but uh, I introduced you to the Bulgarian yogurt. Have you tried recently the... the well, that's really, I think that's what held things together here, Victor, really. It's the yogurt. <laughs> you know, you can't get culture like that anyplace else but that Bulgarian yogurt. 
Yeah, I like, made it. Um, you you changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm promoting Bulgarian yogurt. I make it at home. <laughs> yes, you make it at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you can pass that culture forward, I'll be glad to take some of that off your hands. I will do. I will do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. How people can reach you out uh, if they decide to um, accept me and other realtors? Uh, how can I reach out to you? Uh, a website, a phone number, any contact information? Well, our, our, our phone number is 972-774-9242. And Become Consulting, Inc. is our web- website. Uh, they can come online and actually make an appointment in the top left-hand corner. It says make an appointment. And uh, if they didn't want to do that, there's useful information on our website as well, like vendors I've known for 30 years, for example, and helpful hints. For uh, yeah. after you moved into your home, like helpful hints. So feel free to come to the website and then also go look at the YouTube videos because they will be educational. Uh, since you're, if you're living in DFW, you need to understand foundations. And so I've tried to make it simple and quick uh, to help any homeowner who's currently owns one and how to manage it better or uh, figure out if they've got a problem or for a new homeowner to look and say, hey, are any of these indicators there? So pick them in consulting.com, pick them and, and or 972-774-9242. Great. And you have a YouTube channel? A YouTube channel, Become Consulting, uh, Seven Witnesses is okay. once you get onto the YouTube Wonderful. channel. And um, they're in different languages. So uh, depending on, uh, haven't worked, obviously worked my way through all the languages on the planet, but uh, if you're, if, by the way, if any of you are looking at it and you speak multiple languages and you'd like to help me translate for you or your friends, uh, feel free to contact me when you've done that and we'll, I'll add you to the uh, language translations. Wonderful. Well, thank you much for coming. Thank you, Victor. Okay. Hope to see you again. Always. It's, uh, it will be soon. Okay. <laughs>
to do a project like this on this scale. Wheels Development is name you will hear from. Based in the West Texas town of Cisco, Wilkes Development has primarily focused on mixed-use, multifamily and industrial projects in West Texas and west of Fort Worth. According to D Magazine, the firm also is developing a 200-acre business park called Markham Ranch in West Fort Worth and a land site in South Lake that's about two miles from Fort Worth Alliance Airport. Firefly Park is the right name for this project. This article concludes. When asked why he chose the name Firefly Park, Wilkes says he wasn't about to choose a dull name. We want this place to be full of vibrancy and energy, he says. When you think about being a, ki uh, a kid and running through the woods, you catch these fireflies and put them in a jar. To me, it brings back good memories of childhood and all the fun I had. We felt like this was a good opportunity to throw a curveball and go with something with a little more flair. Whether looking for property in Frisco, your search begins with Globus Realty. Contact Mr. Frisco when you are ready to make a splash in America's favorite city.